0: Hey, everyone, and welcome back to Invisible Not Broken, and I hope you all miss Kyrus as much as I did, because he has been gone on his world tour. Um, Not a
1: world tour, just half a world tour. Sure,
0: sure. Well, uh, you know, for someone who, like, pretty much lives, like, in a, like, little room most of the time, it's, you know, you go to the grocery store, I'm pretty impressed, but you were all over the place, and I didn't get to hear from you a lot while you were gone, and then I found out I was at, why. Yeah,
1: I was I was in comunicado for a part of the time, because so, shit happened.
0: A lot this shit happened. Um, and we're going to try to keep the swearing as uh, we totally proved we can. Um, to you know, because I think this is a really important episode for everyone to share. So um, perk up your ears. Get ready. Because this is one amazing story. I was pretty shocked when I finally heard from Kira's on what had happened. Um, we are going to be talking about travel and disability. But we are specifically going to be deep diving into what happens when you are traveling with your medications. And that could be something... As innocuous as uh, pills that you wouldn't even think twice about. I know we're all pretty hyped up on the opioids, and I certainly did all of my research for my opioids, but um, this was something totally different that cures had to deal with. So let's just start off with where did you go? So
1: the trip was with my husband, David. We were going to Pune, India. Well, two days in New York. Then we flew from New York to Delhi. We had a quick change planes in Delhi, um, then to pune india where we usually go then we went to hyderabad for the first time then because of the way the planes work there were no direct flights out of hyderabad to where we were going next so we ended up going from hyderabad through abu dhabi in the united arab emirates we were supposed to get in at midnight and then leave at nine in the morning Um, and then we were going to amsterdam for a few days because i had a conference in paris after that
0: so before y'all get super jealous, because I already am, um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, very jealous of this itinerary. And we want to be really clear about when we're talking about this, because where this happened, um, Kira and I weren't even sure if we were going to say where, but I yeah. think we, we decided on yes, we would. But yeah. with the very big stipulation of, we did some more research, and we found out that a bunch of countries, actually, every country I researched in, our, in a quick little, like, 15 minute research before we started talking um, has very extreme laws about what pills you can bring in, how many pills you can bring in and every one of them, including the um, even the EU will arrest you if they feel like you are not doing what they specifically for their country need you to do i found out that i was even out of compliance which yeah. shocked me because i actually thought i had researched that yes yeah, same no, here i hadn't not enough so um while we are talking about one specific country because this is where this happened we want to be super underline this a billion times clear that this country is in no way alone in their decisions and their and laws the and we are also not passing judgment on these decision or rules uh, per se uh because we don't live there we don't know the nuances of the social right. Issues. Um, we will absolutely judge the issues here in the United States where we live, but right. because we don't live in these places, um, we, we just visited, traveled, and yeah. had a cursory. We, we're not going to make a judgment on whether these are right or wrong laws. We are trying to educate y'all so that what happened to here us does not happen to any of you. So, correct. Please, story tell. So, story time. Um, <laughs> Sit around, boys and girls, or you know, bring the wheelchairs and walkers up.
1: Um. So the. Tr- Starting off, when we got to Hyderabad Airport to leave, I ran into a problem that um, more and more airlines are controlling exactly how much weight you can have in your luggage. Mm-hmm. And since I was on a three-week trip going across New York, where it was cold, India, where it was a hundred degrees every day, back to Amsterdam and Paris, where it was going to be chilly, I had to have three basically sets of
0: you three layers, seasons of clothing. three seasons
1: of clothing. So I had a lot of luggage, and. So when we were packing everything up, they actually had scales in the airport, which I wasn't used to seeing. And you have to weigh your luggage before you take it up because otherwise you do what I did. You wait in a long line, you get up there to drop your baggage off, and they're like, no, it's overweight. And you can't pay an overweight fee. You just have to get it within compliance. I had two bags, so I started moving stuff from one bag to the other. And I had no way to weigh it right there, so I had to go back over to the scale and weigh it again. And finally got it to where everything was all juggled out and david's bags were checked all the way through to amsterdam where we're going because we were only going to have a nine-hour layover in united Arab Emir- emirates in abu dhabi and
0: See, I just want to underline that part because that's the one that trips me out. Like, I think a lot of us, if we're going to a different country, we're like, okay, we're just going to go to like the embassy website. We're going to look at everything. Yes. But if you're looking at, like, you're just going for a layover and you're just going to crash at a hotel. I wouldn't at think airport hotel,
1: no yeah. less. That was, the, that was at the airport.
0: Yeah, at the airport hotel. I wouldn't think to, like, look up the UAE guidelines. Like, no, which I didn't. Guidelines. Yes, I didn't. Which is where the story gets interesting. But I just wanted to also, like, underline this because it wasn't like, okay, we're going to go to the... the we're not staying there. Yeah, we're not staying here. We're just, we're stopping when we're going to crash for a minute yeah and that still ended up with yeah, yeah. sorry so just underlined.
1: yes so anyway by the time i got all, all my baggage juggled around i ended up having to put my cpap into my checked luggage and quick we got, explanation a CPAP, cpap is, is a, a machine i use to breathe when i'm sleeping it's a i don't know what cpap stands for sorry we can, <laughs> we can put it in thing but it's a, a basically a mask that i wear that keeps oxygen pressure going full yeah. on me at night because otherwise i stop breathing um anyway
0: generally bad Yeah. generally
1: bad um anyway so i had to put that in my check luggage and so then they decided they were going to check my bags all the way through like david's and i'm like no no no, i need that yeah had i not done that this would not have happened
0: so now you know
1: so yeah anyway so i got my we got to abu dhabi i got my bags we were going toward the the airport hotel and i realized we had to go out through customs because the airport hotel in abu dhabi is not inside the airport it's and so as we're walking out they grab both david and i and say you know we're being extra screened by customs
0: Words that you never ever want to hear anywhere no um <laughs> and so
1: they start going through my stuff and they ask me like if you have anything tell us now it'll be a lot better for you if you tell us and i'm like well i knew i had cbd gummies because you know again where I was going to be at I knew it was fine I checked India and I knew Amsterdam was going to be fine <laughs> um,
0: okay I'm just like ahead like, but airports are different laws so just a quick note just like if you're in the United States and you're like hey I live in California I'm traveling to well, these Alaska were, you still don't put your CBD gummies in your bag because however federal space however okay.
1: these were hemp they were not uh, made from marijuana so hemp is now legal
0: oh I understand that but I also the very um, underpaid people who are security at airports don't necessarily know the like incredible difference. Well,
1: that just recently changed, and they actually made hemp legal, so that's why I had them because they were legal.
0: Okay, so we're getting to is I'm an absolute coward and I refuse to do anything that, yeah, <laughs> in these well, situations. anyway.
1: So I knew I had those and I knew they were made from hemp, and so I told them, you know, these are made from hemp. It very clearly labeled it on it that they were hemp, there was no THC in them, so they were non psychoactive. So the security guard starts saying, Well, if I eat one of these, what's going to happen to me? I said, If you have any inflammation, it'll go down. That's, <laughs> I exactly, what I, that's it. exactly what I said. I said. If you have any inflammation, it'll go down. There's no psychiatry. So I kept. It says right on here, no, it says very clearly, but okay. they, can't, they couldn't read English. So it, you it's will a, not
0: start liking the Grateful Dead, we promise. If you didn't like them before, gummy is not going to start it.
1: Yes. So <laughs> then I also had this little bag of herbs a friend of mine gave me that was a travel luck charm. They mm-hmm. saw that and tore that open and burned it, smelled it, thinking okay, it was okay. drugs. But
0: so not so much luck. Got it, yeah. Got it.
1: And then they found my pill case with all my pills in it, which was already all sorted day by day. And, you know, I'd never had trouble, so I didn't carry the little pill bottles with me. I actually carried everything just already sorted day by day.
0: And quick sideline please do not do this when you travel. Keep all your pills in your prescription bottles and a note from your doctor, which we just found out is well, the Well, So, most yes, I'm going
1: to say that what, what, I found out was it wouldn't have matter if I had my pill bottle yeah. on me because it, that wasn't the issue. Anyway, <laughs> is what we're so what with right. to do that. So okay. anyway, they ask what all, I, what all these are and I actually have a thing that's like a reminder app. So it has a list of everything I take. And so they start scrolling through that and they see Lyrica and they lose their mind. Which one of these pills is Lyrica? I pull it out. They, may, they start dumping my pills. Just literally dumping everything out to get the Lyrica. I'm like, no, no, I'll get those. Please don't dump everything out because it's all sorted. I won't know what's what. So they finally let me pull everything out, and I pull all the lyric out, and they tell me I'm being arrested. Yes, you heard me. Arrested. The CBD, they were just going to confiscate. But the Lyrica, they were arresting me.
0: <clears throat> I mean, I've taken Lyrica. Yeah, and it's, I,
1: and they asked me why I'm taking it. And I said, I get micro seizures in my brain, and I take it to control that. Um, you know, I have a, I get phantom smells and which the doctor says is micro seizures of my brain. And so this is why I take it was for that. And I was very clear about it. I had all the prescriptions from my medical doctor in, in the apps in my phone. I had all of that, all my medical data in my phone. It did not matter. They said, Where are your physical prescriptions? I said, In the US, we don't get a like a hard copy prescription, it's all sent electronically to my, um, Pharmacy. I pick it up, pick up the prescription. I never get a physical thing for it. And that was not good enough. What I had in my phone, even though it was from my doctor, it showed everything that was insufficient. And I found out after the fact that if you, you can go to, you supposedly you can go to your pharmacy and get a printout of all the things you take with your prescriptions that they get sent, or you can go to your doctor and get a printout from now on. When I travel, I will make sure I have those anywho (laughs) skipping ahead i was told i was being arrested i immediately freak out because i'm in a foreign country and being told i'm being arrested we didn't get in until midnight so this is now by the time they've gone through our stuff it's one
0: see when you told me you're being arrested like my first thought was what are the laws for homosexuality in this country which it's also illegal are you safe is david safe like i love all of you so much yes in that particular
1: country homosexuality is also illegal so we did not tell them we were a couple
0: so, yeah, like, and then I was wondering, how's David even getting information about you? Well,
1: we're together at this point still. Okay. So, David's so, there
0: when, like,
1: is, David, <laughs> David does not
0: know your husband knows, like, this is, like, the sweetest, most lovely <laughs> man who's, like, I'm just trying to imagine how he's, like, he and Stu are sort of similar and they're, like, calm. He's traveled
1: a lot, though, and he's lived overseas. So, he was very he was calm. calm? Okay. He was calm. He kept me calm. He's like, it'll be okay. They'll probably just <laughs> have you pay a fine. And yeah. he's, he's doing Google searches on his phone and stuff about things. Trying to see, you know, and he's like, you'll probably just have to pay a fine. It's, it'll be okay. It'll be okay. He keeps reassuring me because I am losing my mind. Because I've... My doctor got arrested overseas um, giving medication to a patient because he was in Doctors Without Borders and was locked up for three months. Oh, my God. So, I'm like, he got locked up for three months. I am now scared shitless. Yeah.
0: That's that fair.
1: And so, anyway, so... They, that was, like I said, midnight, we got pulled out aside to get customs things 1 a.m., they tell me I'm going to be arrested. They put David and I in a room and just left us there. Then they came back about, they came back several times and asked me questions. Mm-hmm. And then they came back about 2, 2.30 in the morning with a printed page all in Arabic and said, okay, you need to sign this. I said, what is it? <laughs> and they're like, oh, it's your, you know, it's our interview with you. It's all the details. I'm like, I can't read this. And they're like, well, you can't move forward with this until you sign this. So I had to sign it in quadruple, not triplicate, in quadruple. I had to sign four forms that were all the same.
0: All right. Then,
1: <laughs> hold on. <laughs> I, I just just let me go through this whole so thing first.
0: Dropped. Okay, and because people yell at me online for this, I my laugh response is just my I'm shocked response. Like, I'm not laughing at Kiros for all of you who yell at me online about this. It's my like I'm shocked response. So I keep the yelling to a minimum. Okay. So so, yeah.
1: so then, at around two thirty, mm-hmm. they came and got David and I, and as I described it, Perp walked us through the airport because we had two guys, two security guys in front, two security guys behind us, and we're wheeling our bags through the airport over to a security station, which is right outside their police station that's in the airport.
0: So much like um, you know things happen in this country, you were not given an interpreter, you were not given.
1: We were very lucky that when they were going through our bags and doing all this stuff, that one woman who had just gotten off work, who spoke really good English, walked up. And when I kept telling them, this is not psychoactive, you know, as far as the CBD, this is this. She walked up and she's like, she started explaining it to them and told them, oh, this is this. She could read the thing where it said it had no THC. So she was telling them all these things. And I think things probably would have gone a lot worse had it not been for her having happen, happen, happened to have been there when it happened and to be able to go, oh yeah, I can read all this. I can tell you what this says and translate for me. But you because, were
0: not given an interpreter during no. this whole procedure. You were <coughs> given one for when you have to sign no. legal documents, much like happens here in the United States for immigrants who are here and that horrible, I'm just trying to draw. Like yes, anyone who's going, it doesn't happen here. I it does happen really here. Clear, it does happen here.
1: Okay, so... Then, like I said, they get us over to outside the police station and they just dump us there with about eight other people who were sitting there and say, stay here. We didn't know what was going on. That was at like 2.30 in the morning. We sat there. We asked several times what what was going on. They said, you have to wait to talk to the judge. Well, finally, at like 7 a.m., David went, you know, we had a 9 a.m. flight, supposedly. David went and goes, "Um, we have a 9.30 flight. Can we find out what's going on? Like, well, the judge the, the judge thing doesn't open until 8. The court doesn't open until 8. I'm like, that's going to be really tight to get all the people who are here ahead of me done and get us on that 9.30 flight. So David starts looking into, is there another flight out? Mm-hmm. And there was. There was at 1.30 in the afternoon. So they start finally taking some people away. And things start to look like, okay, maybe they're going to get to me. Maybe they're going to get to me. And they came and they interviewed me at about... 8.15 or so took my statement and I said, you know, I'm sorry, I did not know this was illegal here. You know, I it's something I take. I've got prescriptions for, you know, and I gave them all those explanations all over again. And like I said, at this point, they've not... Oh, I skipped a step. Um, when we were still over at the first place, they took all of my lyric out, took all of the CBD out, laid them on pe- white pieces of paper in front of me and took my picture with them. So that's... I, I was literally booked right then. And that's That was my... Guilty shot, as it were. I mean,
0: I'm kind of loving you have the street cred now, but Jeez. yeah,
1: I'm 50 years, almost 50 years old, and it's the first in my life I've ever been even close to being arrested. Wow! So, and it was in another country. Anywho, so at like 8:30, they finally um, take me back, talk to me a little bit, and then they tell me they're waiting on an interpreter because the people there, is, everybody speaks some English, but not that good. And so they are waiting on an interpreter. So sent me back out. I waited, I waited, I waited. 9.30 rolls around. We miss our flight. Dave was like, okay, we can still get on the 130. He had to go before the 9.30 flight and get his bag pulled off it because his bag was checked all the way through. And it was going to set off alarms about the fact that he wasn't on the flight with his bag. So he had to go pull his bag out now too. And when he did that, it triggered something because now they realize he's no longer in, he's not in the part of the airport he should be in. So at 10 o'clock they come and ask to see his passport and ask who he is and at that point they take him back at about like 10 30 11 o'clock they take him back to interview him and i get a frantic text from him they're not letting me come back to you i was in the i had already cleared customs but i was still in customs which was setting off alarms so they kicked him out so now i'm suddenly all alone So the person who'd been keeping me from losing my mind is now gone. And we only have texting. And, you know, I've been trying to charge my phone overnight on his backup battery. His backup battery. He's now gone. So I have whatever juice I have left in my phone and I have no place to charge it at. So I'm getting more and more stressed that my phone's going to die and I can't get a hold of him. So my stress levels were just climbing and climbing and climbing at this point. And finally at... So that was at like 1030-ish. Finally at 1... They came and got me and told me that, you know, I had another form I had to sign. that was, again, all in Arabic. That I'm like, I can't read this, folks. I can't understand what you're telling me to sign here. So that guy actually read it off line by line. It was was my statement of what I said. Yeah, because finally did that for me at least. And so then I signed it. Then they said I had to pay a fine. I'm like, okay, here's my card. No, no, we only take cash. So I got perp walked through the airport over to the ATM machine. To get the cash out, perp walked back, pay them. It was roughly $300 US. And then they let me, they released me and I got through to where David was. And of course, I want to run up, hug him, kiss him, hold him. I can't because homosexuality illegal. We have now missed the 130 flight though. And we go to the airline we were on. Hey, is there any other flights going out? No, there isn't. Well, there were, but they were going through other... um. Countries that I did not feel comfortable going through at that point because I did not trust certain other countries that I thought might have issues again with homosexuality and I needed to get away. Um, and so um, the first available flight we had was at 2 a.m. It's now 1 like 1.30 almost 2 p.m. So we ended up going over to the airport hotel anyway. David slept. I stared at the ceiling all night because I was I wasn't. I didn't, I, I didn't actually relax until we were on the ground in Amsterdam because the whole plane flight, my brain was spinning. They're going to turn around and take me back. They're going to turn around and take me back. They're going to turn around and take me back. That's how, even once we were in Amsterdam, something would trigger it and I would just freeze and Dave was like, are you okay? And I, I would just have it for several days afterwards. I had such severe post-traumatic stress over it that I just kept freezing and just like panic attack, panic attack. And it just... I've never in my life had anything that traumatic and it was that just that 24 hours in that country when I thought I was going to be arrested and didn't know what was going to... Because there was so little information coming to us. If I had been told, hey, this is going to happen, I'd have been okay because I knew what the steps were. But not knowing for so many hours what was going to happen next, then they took David away and I was all alone so my my panic got even worse. It was just terrifying to me. And, you know, it's... I showed them my prescriptions. I showed them everything on my phone. I had all of that information. I did not know. And I found out after the fact, because they told me after the fact, after all this was done, that, you know, if you have to come back, you know, you can, there's a, you can go online. There's a form you can fill out. You say, I have all these medications. And you fill this all out. And you send it to them. And then you're approved to come into the country with these drugs. But it never came up in any of my searches beforehand.
0: I mean, and, I did a little bit of digging before we started this. And to find the exact pills that the UAE say are absolute no. And there are some that are an absolute no, even though they are prescribed. And there are, there's also other restrictions that if you're taking a longer trip and you need a three month supply, yeah. there's a whole nother thing that you have to do. And that's also for the EU, by the way, folks, like the yeah. EU requires three months of opioids to have a special dispensation. But like, if you're just like booking your travel... You would yeah. think more travel companies like Travelocity or like any of the like the big travel companies would have like a little asterisk that's like, Do you take medication? Here's the guide for the medication in your in the country you're going to. Why is that not a thing? Like, okay, like, why is no, it I'm not, not asking more, you that? I'm just asking why is it not more
1: prevalent when you do a search on that country's websites. Yeah. That these you know if you're traveling with the traveling to our country. Here's if you have these drugs, you're going to be in trouble. Or you know more pro- prominent so that people that travel with commonly prescribed medication okay. don't run into this. We're not
0: talking fentanyl here, folks. Like yeah, wait. this was Lyrica. I mean, I this was something. <laughs> that's what, what I was just jaw to floor. When the and came oh, off. and the one
1: guy kept telling me, you know, this is a party drug. I'm like, it is. <laughs> and I'm thinking, how can this be used as a party drug? Because, I mean, I know I take it for seizures. I mean, what...
0: What? <laughs> if y'all know better way I take Lyrica, let us know in the comments. Oh, my God. I I slept for three days the one and only time I took Lyrica, and I never took it again. But, I just, I, wow. Yeah, so that one's so beyond it's me. like, Sleeping Beauty is a party drug. <laughs> I, 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 I don't know. It,
1: it, it, it surprised me. I mean, I, I was worried they were going to have issues with the CBD once I got pulled over. But they really didn't have an issue with that that was not the thing they were really focused on the thing they were focused on was Lyrica and, and the th- oh a funny side note
0: oh yeah <laughs> here's a funny side I know, note please. I
1: told you about how they took my picture with the drugs yeah. that I had so they put Blues the
0: gone viral?
1: no they took they put like a white piece of printer paper down put all the the CBD on one put all the Lyrica on the other and then had these little tent cards with the name of the drug on it in front of it so that basically the drugs were in front of me and then I was behind them but the tent cards were in a big trash bag they had a trash bag full of tent cards and it, i'm like guys get a file folder organize them by name you know letter they had that's what took so long that i was sitting over there forever was it took them that long to search through all those tent cards they had to find the right ones that's
0: the help of office organization.
1: i suggested i don't know if they ever did it <laughs> but i was thinking really if you guys do this at all just you have all these printed out names. Why not just put them, you know, get a little file folder with the, the alphabet. Just even if you just have to go through all the L's, you're not going through everything in a trash bag. But, you know, th- funny side note.
0: That, that's hilarious. Th- that,
1: that was the one crazy. that was the one thing that made me laugh the entire ordeal was that. Oh, oh, there is one other thing that made me laugh.
0: Yeah, please.
1: So after I paid my fee, they printed out my receipt for it. Mm-hmm. I got a receipt for my fee.
0: Lovely. How does that work for your taxes now? No, 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 no. Take <laughs> it to write this off.
1: <laughs> I was told in a very serious tone.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: The next time you come to the UAE, which I had to resist laughing when he said that, the next time you come to the UAE, you can bring this form with you and get all this money back because it's just a fine for you bringing this in. If when you when you come back, you can bring this form, come to this office here, and it'll all be refunded. And I'm thinking. <laughs> When I come back? When I come back? (laughs) Um, Not if I can help it. This was a traumatic experience for me. I
0: mean, I have an architect for a week, and and I wanted to go so bad. But like even before your story, there was a different news story about someone going into the United Emirates and um, being arrested for something that even as cautious, I'm overly cautious about everything, and she was arrested for a glass of wine on a United Emirates flight. And she is still arrested with her child. And I'm like, I will as much as I want to see this place and I want to see the architecture. I will never go there. I'm too scared.
1: Yeah. And the thing is, is the 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 ironic thing to this is. So the conference I was going to at the end of this trip was for the TV show Sensate in mm-hmm. Paris, and there were two women from uh, uh, Dubai mm-hmm. that were th- there. And I I told them my story, and they're like, Oh, it's because you went through uh, Abu Dhabi. If you'd gone through Dubai, no one would bat an eye. That's what they told me because they said Dubai is much more cosmopolitan. <laughs> Dubai is much more cosmopolitan, and the, the and uh, Abu Dhabi is the capital, and they're very anal. That's what they said to me, but they were, you know, yeah, they're crazy about stuff like that. That's what she said. You know, it's like okay, I. But they were sympathetic, but they're like, yeah, it, it's that's just that city, not. All of the UAEs, what they said.
0: I mean, and to be fair, there are states I wouldn't want to fly in with my medication in the United States because I know it would become an issue. I yeah. mean, it's so, we're not picking on anyone, is our point. We're just trying to underline a billion times. We are not picking on one particular place. Yeah,
1: which is why I wanted to throw that in because they said, yeah, I was really surprised that happened to you. Where'd you fly in through? I said, Abu Dhabi. I'm like, oh, if you're through Dubai, you'd add into trouble. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, I was
0: afraid you were targeted because you're with your husband. I thought that was why you got like no, we underlined-
1: were. we were both, we both had two suitcases is wheeling him, so we were you know separate apart walking through at the same times all I mean it wasn't yeah
0: no I hear you I swear though I was I was
1: pulled aside for extra security three different times on this trip and I swear it's because I did my entire head in blue I dyed my entire hair blue because I was going to be in India for their holy festival, which is the festival of colors. Yeah. And I swear that's why, because everybody saw the blue hair and felt that, you know, he's some kind of crazy guy. I need to check him out.
0: It's a gorgeous color smurf. I, I mean, it's, it's the color my feet usually are. So that's, i oh. chilling with that. I know it's funny because, okay, so you, if you've listened to the podcast or if you've gone onto our YouTube channel, you know what Kira's and I look like. We live in a world of privilege, of paleness, and I still get stopped at every time I fly. I That's because like, you look guilty. I, I, like get like, <laughs> I mean, my gynecologist is like, I wouldn't have even done that. Like, in the airport, they're just like, it's like a date gone wrong every time I go in. <laughs> it's,
1: it's either the, you know, that you look guilty or they, they really want to feel you up. I don't know.
0: I mean, <laughs> I don't even know how to respond to that. I'm leaving that alone. I'm walking <laughs> away. No, I'm hobbling away. Um, but... It, it cracks me that you don't deal, I always think everyone deals with like this psychotic level of security where like I practically get strip searched inside the airport.
1: I, I did, I did this time. Yeah, so, so I for, mean, so I've never been arrested I, at the
0: airport, so you do have I'm have that.
1: skipping <laughs> over one, I did skip over one of the things that happened. Yeah. So when they arrested me, one of the things I had to do is they stripped me down to my underwear and had me squat while he put his hand inside my underwear to make sure I wasn't dropping anything out of my butt
0: well that's incredibly personal and, that was uh, incredibly personal that's horrifying yes i, I mean like <laughs> i again laugh reflex just because I, i'm just trying to process this as selfishly i do through my own like idea of what that would be like and like with sexual I assault must... issues like i would have a nervous breakdown in that room like i would lose my fucking mind in that room after like the things that i've been through um yeah like that would have triggered everything And then the other thing that I was thinking about as you were talking is you're not healthy. No. And you're stuck in rooms alone without access to your medication, without access to, I'm guessing, like just the food you might need or the kind of liquids you might need.
1: We didn't, that the whole time we had no access to food. Yeah. So from midnight when we got in, and I, the thing is I can't usually eat on the planes either because they don't have dairy free meals. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I'd had, last thing I ate was probably before we left. I didn't eat much on the flight, and then we got in, and from midnight until 1 p.m., I didn't eat. I had very little water, even, and it was hot in that airport, let me tell you. (laughs) And so, you know, that whole time, I'm just panicked, no food, no water, and, you know...
0: I mean, the first thing is like your life. Are you physically safe? Then the next thing is your liberty. Are you in the start of a hallmark or a lifetime had, TV movie? Yeah, you know, they had my
1: passport, so I wasn't going anywhere. I know.
0: And then, like the number three is like your physical discomfort. Going to a actual medical emergency with not having access to like all of these are reasons. I, mean, I have so many reasons why I don't travel like this, but that is like probably the top of the list is like, these are things that could kill someone. Like,
1: well, and so one thing that does, it hasn't been mentioned in the podcast, because it's happened more recent enough that we haven't discussed it, uh-huh. um, was the last trip I took in, in January.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Um, we got to Miami and I'd had a spider bite. I think I may have, may or may not have talked about this.
0: Not on the podcast, I don't okay. think. But I mean, I, we I, are I, talking I, to two very chronically ill people who... Um, I got gotten a spider bite yes. I'd
1: gotten a spider bite on my hand, and it had swollen up pretty bad. And the doctor here said, you know, well, you're leaving for vacation tomorrow. If it gets worse by the time you get to Miami, because they knew I was having a layover in Miami, you know, get looked at. Well, I get to Miami, and my whole hand was swollen. So we went to the hospital, and on the way to the hospital, I started having chest pains. Mm-hmm. And so the clinic sent me to the ER, which I just paid several thousand dollars for the bills on. Uh yeah. Anyway, um, they sent me <laughs> to the ER because I had something called by Gemini. which means that my heart beats twice then skips a beat. So my heart beats like qu- kind twice. Of a well, I am a Gemini. Yeah, That's I the know. funny thing. I, yeah. But yeah, no, it it my heart does this two beats skip, two beats skip, two beats skip consistently, like textbook definition. the 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 nurse printed out my. EKG because they said they'd never seen such perfect textbook by Gemini in the wild they'd heard about it in school oh
0: congratulations (laughs) I
1: I am now and the funny thing is is the person at the clinic did it and the person at the hospital did it because they both said the same thing I've never I've heard about this I've read about this I've never actually seen it in person
0: oh look at this example grazing yeah that's
1: lovely so I am currently while we're sitting here recording wearing a heartbeat monitor that uh, that is super glued to my chest that I have to wear for two weeks and then I mail it in so they can see how my heart is doing over time. So anyway, I just got diagnosed with this before this trip. So all the stress of sitting there, my heart was hurting. I didn't have access to the nitroglycerin pills because those were in in my pill thing, which they had.
0: I mean, you know, we have something called the ADA here in the United States, the American Disability Act, which is a toothless little thing, but it's important. And it's, it was an important first step. It should have gone way further. Yes. But it was an important first step. Now we need to look at um, at something that's more international. And we need to look at that for the ability for people who have disabilities. And, who, you know, like, let's be honest. It's not just us. You know, it, yeah. it, it should be enough That's just us. That should be enough. But it's not. So here, let me throw this in too. To do these things would also help the generation that's coming up that are getting into the retirement age, the age of travel. Mm-hmm. So if other countries, including this one, because this one is not exempt from these laws for people coming in, I'm talking every single country in this planet needs to have a international agreement on how disabled people can travel without the risk of death. Mm-hmm. And that risk of death is pretty extreme if you are looking at not being with your any of your medication, including nitroglycerin pills, like heart pills. You can't access them. You can't access your water. You can't access your food, all of which could lead to a catastrophic physical event. So there has to be some law that at least the airports oh. all decide on. And
1: I was in pain the whole time, too, because, you know, long flight already, my legs were swollen and my feet were swollen, stuff like this. Then all we did was sit in chairs. There was no place to put my feet up. So I'm sitting there the whole time for 12 hours in the airport, too, after being on like a seven hour flight to get to Abu Dhabi, then 12 hours there, then another five hours to Amsterdam before I could relax at all.
0: Uh, So if you're listening to this and you know of any news outlets or you have any in with any of the travel agencies that are in the Silicon Valley, can you please pass this along? Because I'd like to travel if ever you know, my health gets well enough, I'd like to be able to do that. Um, I know that there's a lot of you out there who are scared to get on that plane because of losing all the time. Like, we saw what happened on United Airlines with someone getting dragged out of their seat, and that didn't yeah. just happen once. And, yeah. I mean, anyone with Eller Sandals saw that and went, I don't know, man. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. My arms would be at the back of the plane. Yeah. My legs would be at the front. It would be a hospital visit. So, as these... You know, and the delays that can happen where you are now having to renegotiate when your food's going to come. So now you have to renegotiate your That medication. happened to us. Yeah, and that, you have to renegotiate your medication. Yes, that Is happened to saying. us because
1: they closed Pakistani airspace. So instead of a 14-hour flight from Newark to Delhi, it was a 16-hour flight because we ended up having to go down... Almost all the way to Mumbai, like down through the, um, um, the, the gulf there between Saudi Arabia and India, go down through there and then back up to Delhi because we couldn't go through Pakistani airspace. They'd closed it. So we got on the plane. We got all the way out. We're taxiing to take off and they sent us back to the gate because we had to get a new crew because the time that they'd spent getting us ready to take off, they were now going to be overtime.
0: Yeah, so what we need is for like international airports to all come to some sort of accord to make sure that their disabled chronic illness and, you know, patients, people with or their clients who have medications they need to take with food, that all of us are not in danger.
1: Yeah, and see, the one of the things they wanted me to do was they wanted me to put my medications in my check luggage, and I'm like, no. Oh,
0: hell no. <laughs>
1: I'm not putting that where someone can just reach in and grab it, you know, while they're passing through. No. Sorry. Not putting my not putting it where my luggage could get lost, or some baggage handler can go zip, zip. Poof, there's a bunch of pills. No, yeah,
0: which by the way has happened. Um, which I'm
1: also I also refuse to put electronics in check luggage for the same reason.
0: Yeah, I I, I really I mean everyone knows I have fluffy money and I totally forget that there is like people will steal things. It just doesn't click with me. I am I I know that's the look that everyone gives me, including my mother. And like the thing that she told me that I was like. Oh, that's not just a lot of worry. That's actually a really good point. Was I used to put my medication in my backpack that would get stored up at the top.
1: Which I do that, but my that thing but locks. You, yeah,
0: I don't have a lock on mine. She's like, oh, it just happened where someone was going through, and you would never know because everyone's always going up into that area to grab things out of. Someone could easily grab your pills out of there and even notice.
1: Yeah, I I think I would because my backpack makes a ton of noise too.
0: Okay, well you're a special lovely case. But, but I'm just but, saying in general. It's
1: yeah, in general, I agree to, with you.
0: Like I just I now have this ba- uh, this incredible jacket that has a billion pockets, and I just. Put each of the pill bottles in my jacket so I can easily access.
1: Uh, and I think I may have already mentioned it, but I'm going to reiterate it that um, I was told that you can go to your pharmacy and get a printout of all your medications with the so that they have because they get the actual prescription. Yeah. And so you can get a printout of that. Also, your doctor can supposedly give you a printout of that so that you have that to keep with you when you're traveling. Hopefully that's I enough. That
0: idea. So you know, if you're traveling for like work, you need your HR to get on top of this and to look into where you are flying to and whether your medications are allowed where you're flying to. Um, uh, HR, and, you I know, can tell you right now, HR is going to
1: tell you it's not their job to do that. They
0: might, but I think it's really important that big companies start realizing that they're just you know just as they are starting to realize that they're. That the um, people work for them who are gay are in danger in certain states, oh. in certain countries. That you might not want to be traveling to those or have your company retreats at those. I know we'll talk about that. Yes. But I'm just saying, like, as they've noticed this and gone like, "Oh, our trans workers are in danger if they go to this state or to this country." We are no longer going to support that area. We are going to remove all of our business from that area. We're not going to get a hotel there. We're going to do business yeah. elsewhere. I think it's also kind of important for these companies to look at their disabled workers and their chronically ill workers or their workers who are just on medication and go, you know what? I mean, this is an area where this is a danger. So we're, you know, we might not be able to do a whole lot, but what we can do is send each of you a list of what to do, what will happen with phone numbers so that mm -hmm. if this happens to one of our workers, they can do this. I'm just troubleshooting.
1: Yeah, I agree. But my, my concern there is that HR is going to say it's not their job to keep track of all the pills you're on.
0: Well, that's... I mean, what I'm saying is if you're going to, like, say, okay, well, this person needs to travel to this country, then they can go, by the way, this is this country's laws that you should know. We're highlighting the laws. Like, these are things you need to watch out for. These are... This is the medication list that they don't allow in here, Mm -hmm. just in case you're on any of these meds. These are some of the local customs you should probably have a general idea about so you don't do something stupid.
1: (laughs) They're going to tell you. I mean, honestly, I mean, I I think that's a great idea. I honestly say having dealt with enough HR people, they, their answer is going to be, that's your responsibility. Even though they're the one sending you there. They're yeah, going to say it's I, your responsibility. I think be
0: a good time to start re at that HR department. So I think maybe if you want to keep your um, people working quickly and smoothly, they do that so much better when they're not in jail. It's mm-hmm. amazing how much more can get done. I mean, I know Orange is the New Black was awesome and super cool. <laughs> I'm just saying that was an anomaly. That was a blip. That was a, you know, thank you, Piper, for bringing your experience into the general, like, mindset where we've all... I think all of us have learned a whole lot, like even from a fictional TV show, and yes. I think it's actually entered our consciousness. Thank you, Piper. I'm saying maybe not for everyone. Right. You, you aren't as productive. Uh, I, I,
1: I, I, like I said, I agree that, that it's something that I think HR should do. I'm just saying, knowing HR departments, I doubt it's going to happen that way. People have to take the responsibility themselves, which is one of the reasons I wanted to do this podcast was to get this information out there because I didn't know it, and I thought I had done all the research beforehand, and so I thought... Our listeners, who a lot of people in our listeners are on medications and stuff, should know that these are things that can trip you up. Be very thorough when you're searching for, like, search for your drug name and the name of the country you're going to for each of your drugs. Because I would never, I would never have thought Lyrica was going to be an issue. Never. In a million years. I
0: will also throw out there when I was doing some research. um, And I only did the research on on the United Emirates. I'm so sorry. I was trying to get stuff done really fast. Um, I will do more for other countries as well. But the language is unclear when it talks yeah. about medical equipment. So you could actually read that one paragraph. My sister's graduated law school, so I'm like super into like well, all these legal arguments. But you could argue that your inhaler would not be legal here.
1: One of the ladies I talked to at my... Because I had a doctor appointment this morning. And she said that in one of the places she traveled to, mm-hmm. they confiscated her blood testing machine for her diabetes because it was in her daughter's backpack and when she got through everything she asked her because she needed to check her blood and the daughter's like it's not here they had just when it went through security because that particular country when it went through security it went behind where they couldn't see and it was just taken out and I've had all kinds of questions about my CPAP when I've been traveling before too that what is this I'm like it's a machine to let me breathe and you know the they'll do that swipe thing to test for drugs and or uh, explosives where they swipe your hands and swipe your cheek and swipe your f- shoes and oh
0: my God uh, no, sorry, like when I went through um security, they did like the swiping into my bra they went into mm-hmm. and yep. like up into like i was getting a mammogram basically so it, <laughs> <me>. <laughs> it was like i mean i know their weapons of mass destruction apparently um <laughs> so you know more But it was like we're really that you, that that would be you know more inventive and creative than i would possibly think to be <laughs>
1: it, it's 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 because that's where people stuff drugs because it's a safe place to <laughs> no,
0: not I get in check. I've never heard checked. my breasts being called a safe place, but, that, but that'll work. In the bras, you know, <laughs> women
1: women with a smaller chest can stick things of drugs in there to make it look like she's got a bigger chest. But um, it's a place that, you know, oh, no one's going to check there. So they check there now. It's, it's people smuggling the drugs have gotten really inventive on in where they put them. So they have to get really inventive with searching people for them, which is not so good for people that... Aren't carrying drugs.
0: And no, and I like when you're traveling with children. As um, when I went to travel with my daughter, uh, because I'm disabled and I'm in a wheelchair, I get like pushed behind, but they shoved her forward through security, and mm-hmm. she was on the other side of security while they kept me back. So I'm just like I just have to rely on like she has really good common sense. Mm-hmm. She has a very good head on her shoulders, but we're in a different place and mm-hmm. I, I am good at worrying. I i am very good at being worried and I kept trying to keep my eyes on her, but I was getting this complete pat down and they would not let me forward and they would not let her back in to be next to me. And you know, this mm-hmm. is, it was scary. It, I, I don't understand why we have to terrify people to put them on planes. I mean, there's, there's got to be a better, more effective way of doing this that does not separate out uh, families, does not, create incredible physical and emotional distress for people with chronic illness or mm-hmm. mental health issues. I mean, I joke around about my anxiety but bit and I do have some serious depression and anxiety issues, but nothing compared to what other people deal with. And to deal with anxiety, yeah. as we've talked to a few people talking about their anxiety and being on airplanes and dealing with, a, you know, very verbally abusive, um, airline workers. Mm-hmm. I, We've got to come to a better place. Like there has to be a better way to be able to move about the world.
1: And it's really, I mean, it's from a historical perspective, it's fascinating. Cause there were many more hijackings, et cetera, Back in the seventies, mm-hmm. etc. When we had lax security, and now you know what we have end up having is close to security theater. Because what what you know, it was proven the other day someone got a gun through um, security. They found that once it got through security and freaked out. That it had gone completely through security, no problem, because people aren't paying attention. You got underpaid workers, or especially, you know, after that fiasco with not paying them for a long period of time. You got underpaid workers, not paid workers, uh, doing this job, and I feel for them in a lot of ways because it's a very tedious, boring job. But... It doesn't really make us any safer, I don't feel.
0: No, I mean, the ground crew can be anyone who can get anything into a plane. I mean, like, if we're going to look at what... Well, they, we they
1: have, to have to go through to... secure... They have to go through background checks, etc. But still, that doesn't mean they can't be compromised.
0: Teachers go through background checks. Do you yeah. want to, like, have a discussion about yeah, no. the interesting teachers that we've come across in our lives? I, what no. I'm saying is, is that this country, I feel like, does these wild emotional swings. And, like, we have to do something rather than we do research and then do the right thing that scientifically Mm -hmm. and through research-backed decision-making power comes to something that will actually make things better rather than just theater. Yes. Um, That does not make anyone safer. I, I mean. It's just baffling to me that we can't just be logical. Why right. does it all have to be? And I'm the most emotional person ever, <laughs> but I'm just like, uh, come on, people, logic. Let's just try but I logic. Mean, to,
1: to turn the tables around, I mean, I I know that people come here and have issues too because things that are okay for them home back home are not legal here, and so oh, it, it it runs in the same gambit of you know roll the dice. You know, am I going to be safe where I'm going? Okay.
0: And I already knows we do not romanticize this country at no. all. <laughs> like So please don't think we are giving the United States at all, even close to a pass on any of this. No. I'm even like saying that there are states I won't even travel to. Yeah. Like I will not go to certain states. Refuse. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: well, I mean, I, when I went with my kid to Pennsylvania recently, mm-hmm. you know, I normally do travel with my CBD because it's hemp based and it's legal now. But there, I didn't because that state is we were going was one that was notorious for cracking down on shit, and I'm like, I don't take any chances.
0: Uh, it's just so frustrating. Like, I I don't know what answers are. I don't really feel like. Oh, I
1: don't anything. have any answers. to yeah. this. no. I just we're just we're,
0: we are informing you all. Like, please be so careful. Yes. Like we learn from Kiros. Yeah.
1: <laughs> don't don't go through the 24 hours of hell that I did and be scared out of your mind that you know. You don't know if and when you're going to be ever released. And I was lucky that I had the money to pay the fine. You know, what if I hadn't had $300 to pay the fine?
0: There are so many what-ifs here. I mean, everything you said is like the start of a Lifetime TV movie. (laughs) Like, it's... I mean, you could have gotten Chris Hemsworth to play you. No. It it could have been good. No. No. not,
1: Not Chris Hemsworth. No, I'm... Not no, No, not even close. Like you
0: know, you could just like kind of push the imagination and like you get the no, no. Okay. Anyway, um, it it just does (laughs) sound very like Kafka-esque. Yeah.
1: But it, I'm okay. I'm I made it home. Okay, I made it to my convention. Okay, I had a great time at my convention. Um, but you know, I did this. It's funny because last year going to India is when I did the travel podcast and kind of logged my day by day travel of how my symptoms were and how things were going so i did all that last year with travel and so this year i've got another story
0: of hey i got arrested yeah you know i thought we were going to do like another like more in-depth like how you travel internationally with disabilities like whatever usual ones for when you go away but uh this was a surprise
1: yes um side note funny side note mm-hmm. That's
0: I had hilarious a, yes
1: i had a doctor's appointment today because you know i got cortisone injections in both knees before i left because my doctor wants me to lose weight before he'll do the knee replacement and so I got back. And I had my doctor appointment with my knee doctor today. He walked in, did not look at the MRI I had done before I left, spent less than five minutes in the room with me, and told me that he can't help me. He's referring me back to the doctor in his office that originally referred me to him because I'm still too young for a knee replacement. And I told him all the stuff that I did while I was on vacation of getting out and walking around like he asked me to do to try and lose weight. And he used that as proof that I didn't need the knee replacement. That's what his exact words were. Well, if you did this climb up to here and did it, you obviously don't need a knee replacement. I'm like, I just got cortisone shots right before I left so that I could be active and do those things. And yes, I climbed up to that fort, which was X number of steps up there. It took me two and a half hours and I did it in, you know, what should have been a 10 minute climb took me two and a half hours. So I did it in stages and kept stopping to breathe and rest. So, but I wanted to comp I wanted to accomplish it because I wanted to get that exercise, because I want to get the knee replaced, and I was trying so hard, and you use that as proof that I don't need it. That was my morning this morning. I came here, I was already in a very bad, pissy (laughs) mood because that's just I'm trying to do what you say, and you're using that as reason why I don't need so now he's referred me back over to the other guy to try these treatments of like stem cells and stuff in the knee, which I know for a fact, cause it happened before my insurance won't cover. Cause we looked into it before and my insurance won't cover it. That's why that doctor referred me to this one for the knee replacement. But you know, they won't do my knee replacement until I'm mid fifties. So I, I said, so basically you're saying I've got to wait another five, six years before you'll consider it in pain, putting on more weight because I can't move around very much. Thanks. Thanks.
0: Yeah, you were not in a good place when you walked through the door. I know. <laughs> I, I've learned how to like...
1: Look at my face and go, ooh, that's not pretty. Back, back. <laughs> All right, I will
0: draw while you're getting everything ready. I'll do some research while you are working on this. Yeah,
1: but, you know, like I said, the main takeaway I wanted to make sure people had on this is I thought I had researched it really well and ran into one of the more most terrifying experiences in my life and I wanted to tell other people that way you don't make the same mistake I did do like the drug each drug you take and the country you're going to in a Google search together because that way yes some of the things that we that I didn't know came up searching this country and what drugs you know are illegal didn't get me but anything like the big drugs that I knew would be illegal you know it didn't give me Lyrica and things like that so I would recommend really Googling each drug you take with the country you're going to. And if you're going to multiple countries, do one for each one. I know it's a pain in the ass, but better to have, you know, spend a couple hours doing your research than, you know, 12 hours sitting, not knowing if you're ever going to be released or not. (laughs) And I can laugh about it now, thankfully.
0: See, when you laugh about it, the listeners don't get mad at you. (laughs) Because I have a laugh reflex when things just go beyond what I can, like, process mentally. I get yelled at and get called cruel. I mean, I am, but well, uh, not because I laugh.
1: Oh, okay. (laughs) I'm going to say, I don't see the, the, yeah.
0: So if you wanted to hear more about, like, what we are talking about with, like, um, security theater, uh, and and please understand, I have nothing but respect. For the people who are there, who are working on the ground, like I like as I joke about like the mammograms I've gotten, I also have to say they were incredibly nice. Like they were just as embarrassed about the whole thing as I was. Like we just have to, we're sorry. Like very nice people. Um, But if you want to hear more about like security theater, there's a really great show that I'm addicted to called Adam Runs Everything, and he has a really good episode on this, and he cites all the sources. It's a pretty fantastic watch through. He does a lot of really great. Yeah, I mean I, I really love that show that's Olivia my favorite like that binge doesn't watch surprise show. me <laughs> uh, but I will um, I'm gonna link a whole bunch of this in the um, notes and then Kyrus will be doing some research uh, and we'll link um, his research in but again if you work HR in a tech company or any company that you are flying people out please take a listen to this like take this seriously your workers will do better if they are not traumatized and in jail. Yeah, I
1: mean, it, it, I mean, the reason we were there was because David's company has two offices yeah. in that in in India, and you know, so and when we were doing our research, we saw that there were some in India that were problematic. Not the ones I take, thankfully, but there were some other pe- things that are commonly taken that are problematic in India. So you know, it, it's a matter of you know, if you do work for one of these companies or you do have to travel for work, these are things you need to know because you can run afoul of it. Even like I said. I'm really good researcher and I thought I had it researched to the nines and knew exactly, you know, what I was going to be dealing with. And I still had this horrible, horrible thing happen to me. So I want to make sure that nobody else has to go through what I went through. Um, Like I said, I can laugh about it now, but for that 24 hours, well, even several hours after that when I was in Amsterdam, I was traumatized. Oh, quick sidebar. Um, Once we got to Amsterdam... Because, I mean, these are pills that I need for brain seizures, right? Little, miniature brain seizures. And I did the research while we were sitting there, stuck in the airport. And it said if you go off Lyrica, like take it for a while and then go off Lyrica, it can actually cause your symptoms to get worse. So I'm now having a panic attack, not only about all the things going on, but am I going to start having worse seizures? And I'm only in Amsterdam with David for a few days. Then I go to Paris for five days by myself. So if something happens when I'm in Paris, there's nobody there to backstop me. So I was having even panic attacks about that. When we got to Amsterdam, we told the lady who, at our, where we checked in what had happened to us. And she's like, oh, four blocks over here, there's a traveler's hospital. This is socialized medicine country in Amsterdam there in Denmark. We walked the four blocks over there, walked in without an appointment, said, hey, I need to be seen by somebody because my Lyrica was confiscated when we were in the United Arab Emirates. And I need getting a replacement. I waited 15 minutes. I saw a doctor. He said, oh, this is horrible. He asked to see my phone where he, I had all my prescriptions. He looked it up on there. Oh, OK. He wrote me a prescription for Amsterdam. I paid $50. 15 minute wait and paid $50. I left there, walked three blocks over the other direction to the pharmacy, paid $30. To get a two-week supply of Lyrica, which, trust me, even before my insurance kicks in, that is not, $30 is not even close to, that's like a third of what I pay for my Lyrica. So, $30, I had a two-week supply of Lyrica, and I was back over at our place we were staying an hour later.
0: Okay, so... A few things. Number one, Denmark, can you adopt us? I mean, like, <laughs> for reals? Please, we're, we're really great podcast hosts. We're, we're lovely. We, we'd be a great addition to your country. It'd be um, great for
1: you because it's cold there.
0: Oh my gosh. But not so good for me. I keep trying. I'm like, Stu, come on. You work for an international baking company. Can we please go international? Somewhere but, where I don't have to pay a few thousand dollars to see the doctor. It'd be great.
1: Th- and this was a little, I mean, it was specifically for people who were traveling. And so it was quick in, quick out they got me the prescription I needed I walked to the pharmacy got it filled it was just the most painless process I've ever been through when it comes to getting medication and that's including picking up stuff that I've that has been prescribed for me at my local pharmacy so at least at least I was able to get my medication back and yeah. not have to deal with that aspect of things. And
0: traveler's hospitals are a good thing to know about. I did not know about traveler's hospitals, but I don't travel very much. So, but that's a good thing.
1: I didn't either. Know. If she hadn't told me about it, I didn't. I was panicking up until, you know, she mentioned, oh, there's this thing over here. You can just go over here and it's bing, bang, boom. And it's like, you're kidding. That simple? And, and you know, I was figuring it was going to be expensive. Nope. You know
0: 15 our- minute
1: wait to see a doctor with no appointment.
0: <laughs> our resident Australian says like... in her country like where she comes from she feels like the government is there for if you get kicked down to the ground the government's there to help you back up but in the United States I think we're so used to the second we stumble the government jumps on us and kicks us as far down into the grave as they can yes that for anything to be simple is shocking yes it's just job like I'm sorry that's taking they're they're saying that didn't take (laughs) i don't know how to process this anymore it
1: was simple it was fast it was cheap it's not supposed to be all three
0: (laughs) or any there uh any of them yes i was just put in the hospital and before we went to the hospital we were we thought that i could be having a heart attack at that moment my husband still had to call our insurance agency and spend a half an hour before i could go to the hospital making sure that we were all cleared to go to the hospital
1: yeah thankfully i don't have that but Yes, our insurance is different. But I don't have to clear it first, thankfully.
0: Yeah, we all have very di- like. By the way, if you're listening to this in another country, our insurances are all very different. Yes, and they have very different rules. None of them cover everything except one person's insurance I've ever heard of like
1: yeah, I've never heard of ever, anybody's that covers everything well.
0: Yeah, I only know one person, and it's an insane government contract that is, does not exist anymore like it was a time it was a moment in time. but when you hear us all talking about different things, it's because all of our insurances do different things, cover different amounts there's the complexities are so insane you would need a law degree to even read through your well
1: and and figure out. Who's covered and like, you know, we had to add my kid to our insurance recently and figuring out what he's covered for and how all that works out and everything else. And we had to have a qualifying event to be able to even add him to our insurance because he's my step kid So I legally adopted him. So that was a qualifying event. We could do it outside of the normal cycle because you sign up in November. Mm -hmm. So since we weren't able to sign him up in November, we had to wait until the, the legal adoption went through to be able to actually add him to our insurance.
0: Yeah. So anyway, when we're we're talking about this stuff, with it's just um, jaw dropping to any yes. any of us when something just goes simple, easy, and does not require a massive bill.
1: <laughs> and believe it or not, we are at fifty eight minutes, We are, all so right. we are right at the end of our podcast, so and we covered everything. Even
0: I am shocked
1: with no outline.
0: See, I told
1: you if we just go chaos, it'll all work out fine. Mm, it's your outline. No, 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 so that no, no. I just I, like. I you see the an outline, and you... I've
0: got to like push against it. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. If
0: we go with no outlines, see how smooth it goes.
1: Yeah, that's because I was doing all the talking because <sighs> I have it all organized in my head.
0: All right, all of you all <laughs> call me shrill and annoying. I would like at least some equal play, just in, just for the sake of feminism on this. Just a little backup here, please. Um,
1: nope, I'm right. She's wrong. <laughs>
0: I thank God I'm not married to you. Uh okay. Um <laughs> All right so oh, no, no, welcome true. back and goodbye again since you're leaving me again yes, I'm um, leaving again for again, three weeks because yeah.
1: I have to go up to Seattle to deal with my house
0: oh, yeah alright Um just letting me to take care of this all by myself with yes. and Dr. Phillips um, yes 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 we do have two new co-hosts so that's been very helpful and awesome yes uh, anyway so back to housekeeping um, this is super shareable please please, please share, share it. Um, like if you're listening to this and you know people who are traveling I don't care if they're disabled or chronically ill you just need to share this because they might be on a medication that they might not know about. This is a good one just to send out to anyone you know who's traveling. Um, also, again, if you know someone in big HRs, if you know anyone who is running things like Kayak or um, Travelocity or any of the big like travel tech companies, please send this episode over to them. There could be some like very basic programming changes that it could just have an alert flash up if someone is going to a country that has very stringent rules on medications so that they are aware immediately of some basic facts. I think that could be a really great add on to a travel tech company. So please, if you know, if you have those, ins, those contacts, send it over there. If you have contacts with local news agencies, this is a good story. Please send it over to a local news agency. I think that this is. Um, this is important. Kyrus was really lucky. He could have gotten much more hurt, much sicker. He could have been detained much longer. Um, and I, uh, Kyrus and I did not want this to happen to you. No. It, it could have been very dangerous. If you're talking about someone insulin, who was denied insulin for hours and I hours and hours. I doubt
1: they would deny someone insulin that long, but, you it know, denied still. denied you
0: having your heart medication.
1: Yeah, it was in my bag or in the bag that they had. So, yeah, I I didn't so. have it. So, if I'd had a... But I'm... I, I am fairly certain and I, I want to say this I'm fairly certain if I had told them I needed it they would have gotten it for me I, I they were very nice to me they were not mean to me
0: and that's lovely
1: but they but they were really not communicating well with me and we had a lot of language yeah. barrier issues so
0: and there are people who are not going to feel safe raising their hand and going I need this yeah and, and that's that's the thing is I'm
1: away. even as scared as I was I could go up and talk to them but I'm also 6'2", mm-hmm. 300 pound big guy and
0: you i can know. tell you i wouldn't necessarily feel safe as like five foot three little and Disney all these guys
1: wearing machine guns yeah I, to I, walk up and talk to them I, and
0: i also have massive post traumatic stress around guns if i see a gun i seriously have a huge so, issue i mean i know that um, so what i'm just saying is, is like please pass this along because it could have been right so much worse i
1: just wanted to make sure again back to that whole clarifying yes. that they were being very nice to me they were being very understanding they weren't rude to me. They just were not communicating with me, which is what had me in a terrified yeah. state. And the guys were wearing machine guns and, and guns, so it was not comfortable. I was not comfortable walking up talking to them. I did, but someone who was not as comfortable would have could have sat there and yeah. just had issues. Yes. I just wanted to clarify that, because that's...
0: No worries. Uh, and the main reason we're doing this is because it was something that came out of left field, and well that's yes. not come out of left field for both of us we both research things to the integration why we do a podcast yes um so when we felt like something came out of left field we, we felt pretty certain that this would not be on a, a lot of other people's radar so we really just wanted to bring it to your attention so yes. thank you so much for listening yes tune in next week please um yes. i still haven't run up the schedule for next month but um i'm sure it'll be good always is so until next week oh and um still nicest thing you can do for us head over to apple podcast um say nice things about us believe me enough people have said i'm shrill and annoying you don't need to add to it i promise (laughs) Uh, we all get it
1: i can tell it's bothering you you've brought it up several times
0: you know it didn't bother me i thought it was hilarious at first and then someone was like you're a woman with an opinion of course they called you shrill i'm like now i'm pissed (laughs) before it was a taste issue now i'm (laughs) pissed um so yeah i can't modulate my voice i'm sorry Sorry, it just doesn't work that way. Um, but again, like we do have some really great uh, sister podcasts that if my voice annoys the hell out of you, may I recommend a few other ones. Not what I ordered is fantastic. And her voice is like butter, smooth, gorgeous. Um, so if my voice is too much and you need the the chronic illness podcast help, that's a great one to go to. Um, anyway, so please say nice things about us if you can. We've heard enough of that one complaint. If you have other complaints, hey, I'm totally into hearing them. Totally fine. I will read them. And I'll talk about them ad nauseum forever. So go ahead and do that. Uh, I think that's it for the podcast. Oh, share us. Always share us. Yes, um, yes. I'm so grateful. I mean, to have Africa, um, multiple countries in Africa start listening. Awesome. I am humbled. Like, that's amazing. China, Russia, thank you so much for tuning in. Malaysia, I want to visit you guys so bad. Um, <laughs> thank yeah. you for tuning in. Uh, we've just been getting incredible um, international audience Uh, Costa Rica, thank you for tuning in. You are our first country from from South America tuning in, so I'm super psyched. Uh, That's been really... Oh, Central America? Central, sorry. I'm horrible American with geography. So anyway, um, point being, super humbled, grateful for an international audience. Please keep sharing us. Until next week. Be kind. Be gentle. And be a badass. Be a fucking badass.